Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the At You Two podcast. This is our Ode to Adam episode. You'll hear about why in a few minutes. But before we get to that, I uh, just want to thank you for tuning in live. If you are, goodstuff.fm slash live. And want to thank the full slate of guests that we've got on the show. Uh, first of all, we'll go in. I think this is alphabetical. Yeah, Becky. Welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you. Great to have you back on. And uh, fellow... Uh, Retainer of the name Chris or Christopher, Mr. OMG, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. Good to be here. <laughs> and Matt. I am just wondering, how does Endronol <laughs> come after Myers alphabetically? <laughs> I, I was first name, first name. First name. Oh, oh, first oh name. okay. First name. Okay, there we go. Then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page now. Hi, Chris. Hi, Becky. Hi, Chris. Hello. <laughs> hey, Matt. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. So we're uh, we're back recording live for folks who aren't aware. These days, right now, we're on a sort of biweekly schedule, recording every two weeks. Um, we've got some. I've got some new gear that I'm recording with. So hopefully, everything works. And we get a show out of this. There's no soundboard this week, so soundboard fans, unfortunately, you won't be interrupted. Matt's opted to uh, be the official soundboard uh, app, I guess, of this episode. So, do you have a, a soundboard you want to? copy for us this time Matt. what do rock stars smell like <laughs> <laughs> that was okay wasn't it not bad that mm. was actually probably really really bad yeah nobody tell them just we'll just move on <laughs> yeah don't don't tell me how bad it was because that would be really really rude <laughs> <laughs> which is disappointing so it's like we said this is going to be the adam episode uh his birthday was recently on the uh, march 13th and so we will be discussing in the roundtable. We'll be discussing all things Adam, um, except for that. And but before we get to that, we will be answering some of the questions that folks have sent in to the Ask at You Two hashtag that we send out on Twitter. And we have some that came in over the last couple of weeks since last we recorded. Um, at Febotini asked or mentioned everybody was worried with Larry. We were all calling for him in social media, and then he finally posted a gorgeous photo. Do you think you two? that he attended, uh, answered, I'm guessing, fans' request. Did he post on purpose because of us? I believe so. It shows how sweet and lovely he is. So, uh, Matt, what do you think? Is he responding to the social media pressure of where in the world was Larry? Yeah, I, I actually think, yes, he, what he did. I think that was done on purpose, and you won't be surprised to learn why I think that. It's because our very own Sherry Lawrence, who knows no limits in what she is willing to ask U2's PR people, <laughs> actually, actually sent them an email saying, is Larry okay? There's been all sorts of Instagram posts and tweets and all that sort of stuff with photos of everybody but Larry, and fans are wondering where Larry is. And sure enough, two or three days later, there is a photo of Larry uh, on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, I would not be surprised at all if they said, "Oh, yeah, we haven't we haven't had uh, we haven't had Larry say um, say anything on social media lately." So, uh, yes, I think he did. I think he did uh, respond to the fans' request and wondering where he is. How about you, Becky? Is that is that a, a good enough Larry appearance? Is that? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think he'd like to drop out if it were up to him and, you know, go do his thing. But they set a precedent, you know, putting these guys out on their Twitter and Instagram accounts and Facebook. And it was a lot of fun. And they were finally engaging the fans in a way that 
everybody wants to be engaged by them. And so it was his presence was his absence was noticed. And so I think he was there was a bit of an obligation for him to resurface. And um, no, it's not good enough. We always want more of Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just that's how it goes. You know. I don't know if we can figure out from the picture where he actually is in the world. Um, I mean, it looks obviously uh, island, island-esque yeah. somewhere warm. Yeah. It said, home, didn't it say hometown or something like that? We well, said hometown boy, hashtag original. But. It did, but I thought I had somebody saying that. I want hope that it was somewhere else. You know, um, but I don't know. Looked like it might be. It's hard to tell. Yeah. And then a fun sort of game, Photoshop game, popped out of that because the photo, <laughs> I sort of jumped on it. I know some other people did too. That photo kind of looked kind of high contrast and easy to sort of pull the background out. And right. uh, and so then we started <laughs> the game of, you know, actually putting Larry in. Somebody put him in front of the Joshua tree and et cetera. I put him driving <laughs> right. in our family around in Mexico and um yeah. I put him in front of the I put him in front of the Tri City Hoedown Center, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fine establishment here in Tri Cities, Washington. Oh, so yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at that tweet where he with his photo and it has 1,304 likes. I've been on Twitter since 2008. I don't think I have 1,300 likes collectively in eight years. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. I'm sure they. They. I'm sure there's some uh, social media intern at the U2 headquarters. The U2 headquarters, not at U2 headquarters, but U2 headquarters has a spreadsheet with you know who gets more likes and has to report into the band. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> like Adam's birthday photo cake got 1,800 likes. So oh my god, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. At not at uh, not Mason Merritt asked, uh, what earlier U2 album are you most expecting? Songs of Innocence to sound, or Songs of Experience, sorry, to sound like, assuming that's the name. I think it'll be a more rock-heavy version of Zuropa, which is kind of an interesting thing to sort of compare it to. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, U2 often sort of does things in sets, and so this could be, you know, part two maybe of this set. So it's, what is it going to sound like? What is it going to feel like? What is it going to smell like? Anybody <laughs> <laughs> rescue me from my soundboard loop? I think it's going to sound... Um kind of like a cross between um, Octung Baby and Joshua Tree, I think. Um, because Innocence was uh, focused more on the punk side um, with, uh, and, and the themes lyrically were, um, you know, childhood and growing up and songs of experience, I think is going to be where they really took it to the next level. So that's, yeah, I think, um, I think a Zeropa-esque type album. Yeah. Which is exciting. I think, I hope it's a little, a little bit experimental. Is that, did you take that away from Zuropa too? Like the, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I've listened to that album a lot lately, um, and it's oh yeah, so so different. You know, it 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 truly reflects what what they were doing. That that the, that they recorded it in the middle of a of of a tour. Um, I think it perfectly captured what what was going on with the band at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's always yeah. It'd be- so interesting as we've talked about on this podcast many times to be a fly on the wall no pun intended of uh you know the band as they're recording the album or mastering it or wherever whatever stage they're at uh with the album and to see the decisions that are being made about how it's going to sound and stuff so i would die if i ever had that opportunity (laughs) oh my god i would oh my god he just said it (laughs) yep 
<laughs> it would be very cool just to, you know, observe that. Mm-hmm. We'd all we'd all sit in the corner, just going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Rocking back and forth, pretty much. <laughs> so, if anybody from U 2s team is listening and wants to, you know, have a podcast crew, you know, a live podcast from U 2 studio, we'd be happy to. <laughs> to the yeah. studio. We would be happy to oblige. Yeah, that's right. We that would be the day. That would. Yeah. That would be the day that Skype goes offline and Microsoft struggles to fix it for yeah. twenty four hours. Exactly. <laughs> All right, um, Marty1199, 1199, asked, do you think similarities between Gimme Shelter and, which is the Rolling Stones, and this is where you can reach me now, is the reason you 2 doesn't play it live? Um, I don't know. I, I can hear some of the audio similarities, but I don't, I don't think that that's a real reason why they wouldn't have played it live. That's a fascinating question. Yeah, I never even made a connection I, between those songs. Yeah, I, I didn't either, but I... I, I Still wouldn't think that that's the reason that, that they wouldn't play. I, frankly, I don't know why they, they're, they're not playing. This is where you can reach me now. I I think it's a great song, um, and um, it's appropriate that we're talking about that song because I think that, that 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 song belongs to Adam. That that song is all about the baseline. Mm. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to listen to those two. I've never, I'd never. I love "Give Me Shelter." It's one of you know, it's one of my favorite songs. I just it, it never when I listen to either one makes me think of the other. So I'm yeah, I have I'm, to go back and so yeah, go side by side. I can see some sort of like tonal similarities there, the sort of callback response kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I don't think that would hold them back because they have other songs that you could argue. I can't think of one off the top of my head right now that sounds similar to other you know band songs that right. if they were really sort of worried that way, uh, they don't. YouTube doesn't. I'm sure in the studio they'll you know they've. <clears throat> They've tried something, and then everybody would be like, "No, no, no, no! That sounds too much like whatever, you know, right. Guns and Roses or some, <laughs> some other band." That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I don't know why that band popped in my head. Anyways, um, uh, Who this next question is from. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to parse this, but it says at you two com Sherry. Um, not ah. sure. Anyways, she asks. Adam has many nicknames. Which one is your favorite, and why? Lord. What are I for? I'm, I'm not aware of many of Adam's nicknames. We, we should have yeah. maybe had a follow up with this. <laughs> she should have included them in the tweet. <laughs> right. Let's uh, see if we can find them. Sparky isn't isn't I'm Sparky personally. one of them? No, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I like doing this to Sherry because right now she's just if she's listening live or or when she <laughs> listens later she gets to bang her head against the desk or whatever and it's like. <laughs> About how much the rest of us don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the Adam episode and you don't know. Okay, chat room says Jazzman. Yeah, yeah. People in the yeah. chat room, we need Adam's nicknames. Jazzman, Fabiano, and and Jeff. You two GW say Jazzman. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think Sparky is one. Um, hold on. You know what? There is this website you can go to called Google. Yeah. Adam yeah, Clayton nicknames. <laughs> nothing's coming up for me there's nothing all right we need to create an article yeah called adam clayton nicknames so that we can rank number one because seo <laughs> yeah the first and the first google image search result for adam clayton nicknames is how bono got his name <laughs> so once again bono steals this show for <laughs> he's always doing that isn't he <laughs> good lord always okay, so maybe we'll tune maybe. in next 
next time Sherry's on, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear back. She'll, she'll probably have some follow-up for us. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Uh, his, his, his internet movie database page that's lists nicknames as Sparky and Madam Clayton. What? We'll Madam. think about the date. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe from the uh, Octum Baby stuff. With right. Dressed in, okay. in drag. Yeah. All right. Maybe. Now, there right, is actually good. a Mrs. Clayton, so I don't know if they... <laughs> no. Anyway. Madam, Madam Clayton's good. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's, that's clever. Um, mm. At RVH95 asks, please address, is St. Patrick's Day a special day for you two fans? If not, why have we not claimed this one yet? Matt, uh, how about... You've, you've got a, a kind of Irishy sounding name. So, uh, it is, do you have any insight? It's, uh, yes. It's, is it special for you two fans? I don't... I don't know. Um, it's special for me because I'm Irish and, but yeah, it's, I've never, I think, you know, I think it's gets associated with you two because Irish, but when I think if you were to like, say, you know, what is a holiday that you associate with you two, I would put new year's day ahead just because of the song. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And so whenever, you know, whenever new year's day comes around, I immediately, you know, start the year out by playing that song. Whereas I don't do anything special you two related on, March 17th, but yeah. Which is tomorrow as we record, but how about Which you? Is tomorrow as we're... Becky, are you doing any sort of U2, do you have a U2 related St. Patrick's Day tradition? Um, normally, if I think about it, I'll post some pictures, you know, on my social media channels and say, hey, that favorite Irish band <laughs> and drive my friends crazy with it. <laughs> 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 so uh yeah. you know i'll do that but um yeah sometimes i mean i'll think about it but i don't really do anything special I yeah think. yeah yeah it would be i mean it could be something i guess you know one of those social media things that people could uh if that's maybe what rbh 95 is uh, uh inquiring or, or putting forth that maybe we should try try and make it a day <laughs> for you two fans as well. But uh, generally by the time most people are caring about the fact that it's St. Patrick's Day, they have a fair amount of alcohol in them and probably don't even recognize what man is playing <laughs> for that matter. Not stereotyping Irish people. I'm stereotyping North American folks who <laughs> celebrate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Ireland in that sense. Um, but yes, I digress before. Keep moving. Um, so for the roundtable today for this episode, um, oh, before we move on, just in case you weren't aren't familiar, if you want to send in questions, comments, stuff for the show, if you use hashtag ask at you too on Twitter, we'll collect those in a secret document and, and use that on future episodes of the show. So you just tweet out whatever you, a thought or two, and you can chain them together if you want and to multiple tweets if you want and uh, use hashtag ask at you too and we'll discuss it on a future episode. So, um, but yeah, for the roundtable, we thought we'd uh, discuss all things Adam, Mr. Clayton, who was born March 13th, 1960. I'm just going to read the Wikipedia entry almost verbatim here, and then we will go into discussion. We have lots of comments from listeners, and then, of course, our distinguished panel on this episode will share some Clayton thoughts, as it were. But Adam Charles Clayton is an English-born Irish musician, best known as the bass guitarist of the Irish rock band U2. You may be familiar with that band. He has resided in County Dublin since the time his family moved to Malahide when he was five years old in 1965. 
Clayton is well known for his bass playing on songs such as Gloria, New Year's Day, Bullet the Blue Sky, With or Without You, Mysterious Ways, Get on Your Boots, and Magnificent. You can sort of tell when the Wikipedia entry was last updated. (laughs) And he's worked on several solo projects throughout his career, such as his work with fellow band member Larry Mullen Jr. on the theme of 1996's Mission Impossible. Clayton, as part of U2, has won 22 Grammys. So... Yeah, if we I don't know if we have any Wikipedia. So so <laughs> I want to I want to start the roundtable. I want to start the roundtable by asking Becky because <laughs> just be, so people that are listening understand, we start planning the podcast usually you know two or three days in advance, and so we'll send out an email saying, all right, this is when we're planning to record, and here's what we're planning to talk about, and who's available, and when we mentioned that this week we were going to talk about that it was going to be dedicated to Adam, you could, you could like see Becky jumping through the email <laughs> to get on this episode. So Becky, what is going on with you and Adam? Hey, well, if y'all haven't figured it out by now, Adam's, Adam's my, uh, he's the guy I like, you know, he's first off, I love the bass and I think it's like any time I listen to their songs, it, you know, that baseline, even though it may not be obvious sometimes, it just always comes through and it just speaks to me. And plus, he's just so distinguished. I think um, I love the way that he's aged. And, you know, he when he showed his abs on that tour, come on, <laughs> let's get real. The guy's, what is he, 56? I wish yeah. I'd been at that show. Okay, sorry. But I was not. He's kind of competing with Larry's button, the unbuttoned shirts there. Um, but he's just always been cool. He's got this coolness factor. And, um, you know, you guys were there at the party. <laughs> and I don't know if I should bring this up because maybe nobody else remembers what a goof I was when he walked by. <laughs> and I did the most idiotic thing a fangirl can do. And I told him that about him. <laughs> I love you, Adam. I love you, man. And it's like, (laughs) you know, that was could have been one of us, just so you know, because I wasn't the only one saying it, I'm sure. I heard a lot of people saying, we love you guys. But, you know, Matt. I, I no, I did not. I did, my jaw was on the ground. I couldn't speak. I had, I was unable to form words. So I did not say I love you, Adam, or I love you, Edge, or I love you guys, or anything like that. I I was unable to form words at that point. I'm pretty sure I took care of it for all of us, and I'll take the embarrassment hit because it was totally worth it. And um, the last piece of that is when we knew they were there, and Adam was the last one on the stage. I was up in that perch. I almost killed myself running down the stairs and I was trying to get to his side. We were on his side, but um, remember that little area that goes to the stage? Basically, yeah. the security people said, um, no. <laughs> and so then I went around, to, you know, there was that pillar there, that yeah. column. And I let me tell you, I got my, I shoved my way in there and I was like, I'm getting close to Adam. And, uh, I couldn't quite make the front, but I was about one or two back because I'm short. So people were pretty nice and let me kind of get as close as I could. But I don't know. I've just always had a thing for Adam. And you know, I'm one that I buy pictures of when the photographer's on. 
And uh, I just think he's totally cool. And I love his sense of art. And I love what he's posting, too. That's the social media is great. And, you know, I think he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. And there it is. I will say long hair took some getting used to. Okay. Uh, Adam's hair uh, on this tour because I like the buzz. But then I got used to it and I think it looks pretty good. (laughs) Okay. So there you've heard it all. I don't know how I, how any of us can follow that. Yeah, I can, I can. Moving on, moving on. I, well, you already know my answer then on who I would like to meet on the survey, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more than him passing by and I say, I love you, Adam. <laughs> of okay, most, next. of many next. rock band bassists, though, he definitely has, I guess, uh, what's the Rolling Stones? Charlie, no, not Charlie Parker. Uh, what's his name? Oh. Bill, Bill Wyman, right? Was the oh, bass Bill He aged pretty good, too, but like, definitely the bass player is kind of like usually the oddball and, you know, doesn't, <laughs> I don't know, something about the bass player doesn't fare well in most <laughs> bands for some reason, is my impression anyways, but um, he's definitely sort of retained, like you said, that element of cool as he's aged. He's aged really well, like a fine wine uh, of sorts. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, coming, I guess maybe he started off really, you know, <laughs> poor in my view with the, the mullet or the, um, Afro, the, fro, the fro. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't like the best way to start. And so he kind of yeah. only had <laughs> up to go from there, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely just improved his style. He's got oh, a sense of style, style. Yeah. you know, and he's just, yeah. Um, I always like the way he stands when he plays too. Do y'all ever notice that? Like, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure, Chris, you have. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, it's like I do. So cool. I love him. I love him. Uh-huh. He's awesome. So talk about your bromance, Chris. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it's 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 from a musical perspective to the surprise and shock of of no one. You know, I mean, um, I just I he's got he's got a pretty individual style. You know, it, it isn't it isn't fancy. Um, but it gets the job done, and there he, he's his his style has evolved, and um, you know he's he's putting little flourishes here and there um, on on the live uh, shows that are you know kind of making it his own. It's he's 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 really um, and the bass is 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 the heart and soul of the chord. So you know without the bass, you don't really have a good foundation. So that's kind of why I, why I gravitate toward Adam. Yeah, I think for me, watching just from a musical perspective too, I think the watching them live and seeing how much he actually is doing on yeah. some songs where you think he's not really, or maybe on the record he didn't do as much actually or whatever, but live he is actually you know putting some stuff in there that you don't notice at first, and and you yeah. it's you know doesn't maybe I just have crappy car speakers or whatever too, <laughs> <laughs> and so you don't hear it, but yeah, and and the fun that he has playing, which after all these many years. Um, like it sounds like a knock maybe against a bass player, but like, you know, he, like you said, he doesn't play like with tons of flourish and, and lots of, you know, notes and stuff, which is kind of like edge too, I guess. But, you know, it would be easy for a musician to get bored playing with or without you as many times. Cause it's just like, okay, here we go again with the quarter notes or whatever. But, <laughs> um, he genuinely seems to enjoy it, loves the response it gets from the fans and, you know, and, and that kind of thing when he's playing live this many years later so yeah and I, I i love that he smiles so much on on stage especially this 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 tour um you know he's he's having fun out there and 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 you can hear it 
in in his playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Matt, did you want to chime in with something before we go to the listener <laughs> comments? No, I well, I just no, I, I'm fascinated listening to you guys talk about the musicality of it because um, I, I a I don't understand any of that, but I I know that I. I, uh, like what songs? Like I don't know. There's probably you know five or ten songs that I guess, I'm, and I'm talking about the live versions where the way the song goes. I, I guess you know Streets is one because Edge just plays you know sort of the the same consistent stuff over and over throughout most of the song, and that gives Adam a lot of room to uh, you know to do to sort of I don't know freelance a little. Chris, is that the right way to describe it? Am I yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, kind of improv almost. Um, a little bit, style. yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to when when we were at the the U2 conference and we had uh, the guys in Unforgettable Fire. Yeah, and they were they were talking about how in you know a lot of the songs where Edge seems to play more of the rhythm type yep. stuff, and Adam yeah. has room. And so there's just there's just some mm-hmm. songs where where you know I just you just all of a sudden you're listening to the song, or I'll be listening to the song in the car, and it's the live version of who knows what. And all of a sudden, you just hear this doo 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 and it's and it's Adam's bass. I'm like, wow, dang, he sounds so good, and that was fantastic. You know, it's just you know this little flourish for the ads, and so yeah, I don't know when 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 I do when I answer our our survey, I usually say that I don't have a favorite band member, but I think if you put a gun to my head, and please don't, but if you did, I think I'd probably choose Adam be, just because. Um, I just I don't know I just love the way I think Becky touched on this a little bit as well I just love the way that he has sort of I don't know what even to use the way he's sort of matured over the last twenty years since his more wild days and just sort of grown into this you know this uh, you know seems like an absolute gentleman and seems so comfortable in his own shoes and you know has just. I don't know. He just, I, I just really admire what he's been through and where he's gotten to as a person. And so I love that he's, you know, getting involved in the walk in my shoes stuff, you know, something that's important to him. Um, I just, I think his story is really fantastic and very admirable. What do you think on the musical side, uh, Christopher in particular, but anyway, like the, I was just reading in the Wikipedia thing. So I don't know if this is completely true because you know, everything on the internet is of course flawless but they said uh it mentioned that in since 1997's pop mart tour clayton has not sung live in any capacity for the band um that's true yeah that's true that is true and like never having a mic in front of him really um you know anymore does that sort of take away from anything not like uh i know we're not gonna like dig on adam for not singing or whatever but like yeah no i i think i think it speaks more to his his personality too you know he's He's not the boisterous one. He 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 just kind of is there to do his job and have fun doing his job. And he he doesn't express himself through his voice. He he expresses himself through his bass. And um, you know he's there's a very melodic quality to his to his bass playing. And you know I think that's that's all he needs. He he doesn't need a mic. <laughs> Jeff just asked in the chat. This is a good question. On the 360 tour, when they did Your Blue Room, did Adam do the spoken word part at the end? I do not remember. And he actually played that in Houston. I don't don't remember either. I do not. I don't. Uh, My my gut is that they did not include that in the song. I think the song just sort of. 
sort of faded away without that end part, but I'm not positive on that. I'll have to look yeah, that up. Well, in the, in the once again going to the uh, reference Wikipedia, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> finding <laughs> random little things here that I I don't always believe. But he, it's they say he played keyboards on City of Blinding Lights and Iris. I don't, does that that doesn't I don't recall seeing him ever. I mean, maybe. I mean, he might have done it in the studio, but certainly not not live. Yeah, that's and, maybe that mean studio stuff. I can't remember on the album liner if that. Yeah. That's anyways. At any rate. Okay, I'll close Wikipedia for now. Did you know that in 2011 he became the ambassador for the dumb? <laughs> that's not that's what happened. Or, <laughs> Matt was just saying. The, the podcast episode where we read Wikipedia to everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you guys seen this Google thing? Do you know how this thing works? This is crazy. It's like, right? find out everything. Okay, um, listener comments. We, uh, we and along with uh, the hashtag Ask at you too, of course, Matt sent out a, a call, I think it was earlier just today even, of anybody with any sort of comments and and uh, things they had to share about Adam and favorite parts, part, favorite parts of Adam. No, we didn't ask that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what their favorite parts of Adam are. Um, at, at you too, Calm Sherry once again chimed in. Uh, Adam's fond of his bathrobes, as we've seen, and uh, definitely on prior tours, tours we saw a lot of. But even at the end of this tour with uh, the uh, at, at the Paris remake, we saw backstage photos of Adam basically minutes after the show was done he was already in a bathrobe um are any of you wearing bathrobes in his honor while recording the podcast <laughs> uh i won't uh i'm not i i don't have a bathrobe on right now um i'm clothed but i don't have a bathrobe <laughs> <laughs> and and thank you for yeah. being <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not wearing a bathrobe but i love that you coined that acronym time to Adam's time oh, to yeah. bathrobe because <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah like literally I think it's the first thing after he leaves the stage somebody gives him a bathrobe and he puts it on <laughs> like and that's the thing that you know how the the classic musician or, or famous celebrity person who like you know spits out his coffee because it's not the right temperature or whatever like that's the one thing I, I would guess where Adam would go off you know and get really mad at somebody if his bathroom was not ready after everything else <laughs> yep. could be you know whatever going crazy but if his bathrobe isn't right yeah sure yeah so nobody's bathrobing it tonight no 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 i have a hoodie no. that's the closest thing i've got yeah <laughs> somebody some of the listeners in the chat room might be bathrobing it for all we know i guess but uh before before you get to the next comment in the chat room we got an answer to the 360 your blue room question and it's from uh, good stuffer six eight six five. So we don't know who that is, but it says that uh, that part of the song that that uh, mm-hmm. spoken word part was done by the um, the astronomer Frank. Was it Frank DeWin? I think was his name. Um, yeah, he was on the is, ISS. Right, uh, exactly. Cool. Was yeah, and I remember that now because they did they made a big deal out of it in Houston when and I saw. Oh yeah, totally. Because, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Yes. Thanks. So, thanks for, to the chat room. Thanks for yes. yeah. 6865 for fixing us on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Live updates. Yeah. At uh, Care Dubois uh, says, mentioned the quotes. Uh, sorry, they are saying uh, Adam's celebrated quotes is one of, one of their favorite things about Adam Clayton. And one of them they mentioned was men should not be forced to wear pants when it's not cold, which I fully support. And agree with. I don't think he's worn short. He's never worn shorts on stage, though. Has he? I mean, I shouldn't say never, but like rarely. Rarely. Uh, yeah, I, not that I've seen. I can't ever. Something about a dude in legs, white legs, pasty legs, <laughs> showing isn't very rock star. Which would pretty much be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. 
<laughs> exactly. So uh, at bon- Bonjour, which I thought was a really clever uh, Twitter handle, uh, my favorite thing set about Adam is how he makes you feel validated and as an equal. He's got such incredible warmth, which I think, Christopher, you were sort of alluding to, you know, just the, the joy that he, he seems to have while playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And uh, like even when you, Becky, you were mentioning on the, you know, at the, the at U2 party um, and just even there seeing him up close and stuff. And, and aside from, you know, what, whatever amount of hyperventilation you were under in that moment, <laughs> did he, <laughs> seems to be having a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of, all yeah. of Justin, we, remember we had uh, Justin Kent, our friend yeah. did photos for us yeah. from that. And he sent, you know, a hundred plus photos my way from the, from the, them on stage. And like Adam is smiling in like 98% of them. Yeah. Just he was having a good time. time. Yeah, just they having were, the time of his life. I think they were pretty much laughing at us because, <laughs> I mean, the whole group. I think so, too. <laughs> they totally pulled one over yeah. on us. And nobody had a clue until they walked in the door that that was going to happen. I mean, I think somebody thought it might happen, right? We, you know, Sherry there did. Yeah, Sherry. Guess. <laughs> Sherry did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think just watching them smile and laugh and watching us just completely freaking out. I wonder, you know, I, at some point, I think I said this in my last OTR, I would really love to know someday what they thought about that moment in time. You know, I would love if they would do a debrief or an interview about it because, you know, maybe we can get them to do it. Who knows? Because it was, they don't do that. Right. And um, the fact that they sent Adam and Edge was even, you know, even more surprising. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just they definitely got us. <laughs> yeah, for, so. for anybody who's new to the podcast, you can go back. I'll put a link in the show notes, but but you can go back and listen to episode four and five. I think it was where we sort of debriefed that from our side of the perspective. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> did we did we actually spend two entire podcasts? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. 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 We did. <laughs> we'll be talking about it for a long. time. It was a time. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We spent so much time on it that, that it, we started like giving each other, you know, f- financial penalties if we kept talking about it. Moratoriums. <laughs> well, and for listeners, we actually recorded six episodes. I just didn't publish the other four where they just, everybody just kept going on and on. I was like, okay, yeah, no, we're recording. We're recording. Yeah, keep talking. Tell me again about Adam coming on the stage. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, at Stiby, uh said, best with Adam is that he, has been, he, has, he was willing to share his birthday with me. So congratulations. Happy birthday to oh, Happy birthday. At Stiby. Uh At Stay Safe Tonight says, my, at my first YouTube gig in Paris in December 2015, he looked right into my eyes during Bullet, Bullet the Blue Sky and Bad. Kindest eye contact Ooh, ever. Yeah. Which, oh. yeah, and I can't imagine that's a pretty cool show to have as your first YouTube. Yeah. Well, wow. They say first YouTube gig in Paris, so I, I'm assuming it's their first YouTube gig. But um, yeah, very cool. Um, Great show. And there's a few more here that are sort of like that. Uh, at at Turopa, another clever YouTube pun kind of Twitter handle. The fact that he makes a genuine effort to interact with the audience during shows is one of my favorite things about him. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I noticed that he. I noticed him doing that a lot uh, at the shows that I was at. If I managed to get out near the E stage, um, you know, during the middle of the show, he was always just looking and, and making gestures and contact with, uh, with the folks up front, which was very cool to see. And, uh, at you two come Sherry is in here. 
Oh, gosh. She mentions the party that should not be mentioned. (laughs) Just that time he showed up at a birthday party I was throwing. That was cool. Um, And uh, U2 History mentioned Pink Adam is my favorite and and sent a link to, what is that? At U2 History uh, Twitter or picture on Twitter. (laughs) My words are failing me for some reason as I try to digest this pink photo of Adam. Anyways, um, and one thing that a couple of people mentioned that we are going to try to chat about is the idea, the, the sort of story that came of the threat to Bono's life if Pride was played in Arizona and Adam standing in front of Bono during that, sh- the, especially the pointed line of, you know, shot spring out. Um, and, and we, I know, uh, Matt, you were sort of debating a bit with um, Tim on Twitter as to the validity of it. It certainly makes for a good story, but is this... I didn't see it on Wikipedia. Is it? <laughs> is it a true story, or what are we? If it's what? not on Wikipedia, then it never happened. Exactly. So we can put that to rest right now. <laughs> no, it's um, it's right. I mean, that's the that that's one of the you know the well known stories that's come down through the years, and and Bono talked about it in the official book U two by U two, and I when I was writing U two a diary way back in two thousand seven two thousand eight, and then working on the update uh, 2010 or so, I was trying to find out when, you know, which show, when did this happen, et cetera, et cetera. And I was never able to get any definitive uh, information about it because, um, you know, the, the, there's, there's part of the, the one version of the story is that it happened in Arizona at the beginning of the Joshua Tree tour, but then, um, there are earlier interviews where Bono says that it happened on the Unforgettable Fire tour. And mm-hmm. so this kind of th- – I mean that – and that – I just remember when I was researching the book, that happened a lot where a story would change as it gets told over time. And so it made you know, verifying some facts very difficult. <coughs> um, but the, uh, the Arizona Republic published an article I think in yeah, 2010 where their reporter tried to dig into it and he, there was no you – know, there was no police record of reporting a threat or anything like that. Uh, the FBI didn't have an, any knowledge of a threat. Uh, Barry Fay, the concert promoter, didn't remember any extra security. So that kind of le- – if it happened, that means you know, it must have happened on the Unforgettable Fire Tour. And So anyway, it's – you know whether or not it's. I mean, I don't disbelieve Bono. Um, I mean, I, it sounds like you know he originally said it happened on Unforgettable Fire tour, and then it became the Joshua Tree tour. But it seems like it probably was the Unforgettable Fire tour. So I don't know. I I think it's. Uh, I I totally believe that it's the kind of thing he would do. Um, and I think it's you know just speaks to the relationship that those two have. And remember, wasn't Adam his best man at the wedding? Yes, he was. In, in 82, to when yeah. Bono and Ali got married. So, yeah, I don't disbelieve that it happened. It's just, uh, you know, there's some debate over, I guess, when it happened. Right. And that's where it's kind of like it's become its own little uh, song lyric that can change from time to time or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The truth is there, but you can kind of flex with uh, whatever the mood it might be. So, um, at Weird Food mentions Adam's baseline in New Year's Day. I remember watching the video for that song and falling in love with that baseline, which is definitely uh, you know one of the most distinguishable, not the most, I guess, but up there, anyways. I don't know if they've, Rolling Stone has ever had a <laughs> most distinguished baselines in in the world or whatever in the rock and roll. But so so why don't we ask? So since Chris is our musician expert here, what are Adam's 
best baselines. I mean, obviously, you know, New Year's Ooh. Day is an obvious one. Yeah, well, and I th- you go know, ahead. It, it, a lot of it depends on the criteria because best, I mean, best as most recognizable, best, uh, you know, hardest to play, best, um, you know, uh, most popular or I, it, hard, hard to say. I mean, I, I, I like a lot of his baselines for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, the more they move for me, the better it is. So lines like the one in Mysterious Ways or This Is Where You Can Reach Me Now or Breathe are, are some of my favorites and, and bad for for me is is his best mm-hmm. because he, he's it's it's very um it's almost dub like uh w- what he does in that one it's 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 very improvisatory um and it's it's perfect for that song i think yeah yeah I agree with him. so breathe i don't yeah. I, i'll have to i'll have to listen to breathe again i i don't recall thinking thinking uh, and listening for adam's bass in that song i love his bass on stateless from um the million dollar hotel soundtrack. I, oh, I especially, I at, especially, especially at the end of the song, you know, like the last minute or two when they're just the, all four of them are and the song sort of, you know, takes off. I love his baseline in that song. I need to listen to that again. Yeah. yeah he, he had some, yeah, I remember that song too. And I think it, from a, from a bass player's perspective, I think it just, it takes like restraint to play as well as he does in a, in a weird way. Like yeah. just like a good, like especially guitar players kind of get the knock of knock, knock of being like you know wanting to f- noodle and play tons of notes or whatever but equally so bass players like i when i play guitar I, with a lot of bass players they're either like completely lazy where they they only want to play right. like one note per measure and and <laughs> how dare you ask them to move up the the, the fretboard <laughs> or they're like all over the map and filling in every little space with some little fill and and uh and adam has that perfect blend of like being able to step back when he needs to, to let edge or even the lyric sort of ring out, but he knows how to fill the right moments, I think. And so, um, yeah, very cool. cool. Very cool. Guy. Well, and he, and you know, Adam jokes a lot about, well, if you just know four chords, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can pretty much do anything. You can, Some, you can, he said it's like, it's not that hard, even though he started out not knowing how to play anything. And, right. um, <laughs> you know, learn how to play the bass. We got but, a couple of uh, uh, suggestions yeah. here in the chat room there. Yes. Oh. Stand up comedy. That's a great bass line. That, that, oh, that yeah. was one of the underrated songs yeah. of, of that album. Uh, I think, I, and I yes. think stand up comedy would, would work on this tour. I think, um, the arrangement suits, suits what, what they're trying to do on this innocence experience tour. Um, I, I was a fan of stand up comedy. I thought that got overlooked. Yeah, and some days are better than others. Or actually, is the if yeah. I'm ever able to grab the bass player's bass to jam for a bit or whatever, that's the line I go to all the time because it's a great one. Yeah, it's so fun to play, and but it's not like nobody would recognize it as a U two. Like I mean, if you play with or without you, everyone's like, oh yes, yeah, the U two song. Right, right. But that one is like so just different and out there. It doesn't feel like a U two song traditionally or whatever. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's good. But I will say, are you done? Chris? Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Um, I do love the bass in With or Without. I have to say that that is one of the songs that I really identify with. Um, and I, the first thing I think about on that song actually is the bass. So um, it might be well known, but it's it's excellent mm-hmm. in my mind. And not just the abs on the bass player while he's playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I am never going to live that down, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. 
Uh, we better keep moving. If we're going to get through folks here. Uh, at HJ Wallace, one said, this pick I took of him in Seattle, June 2011. He's so he's genuinely so happy and excited to connect with us, which, again, is another just uh, picture. We'll link to it, of course, uh, from Heather, but uh, Adam just hands in the air celebrating kind of the, the moment um, on stage. And, yeah, like many people have said, very happy to be on stage. Uh, Fabiano mentions, as we said at the earlier at the top of the show, uh, favorite memory is at Lollapalooza in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He's, Adam was without a bodyguard and no one recognizes him, but I did. And uh, very cool photo of uh, Fabiano sitting, standing, I guess, next to Adam, presumably at the show or a post show. Um, I'll have to have Fabiano sometime to discuss his meetings with. <laughs> Um, and uh, very cool. Again, links to these will be in the show notes, so you can find them, goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash 26, and uh, you'll be able to see the photos and stuff that we're linking to. People are talking about, there's the whole chain, the whole thread, actually, from uh, Matt's original question through the at U2 account. You can go through and, and, and read them later, obviously, if you want to. Um, at U2S, Jersey Girl said, my favorite thing about Adam Clayton is that he's just cool. He's the posh of U2 and a big flirt. <laughs> So, there you go. True. <laughs> is he? Would he be? I guess he probably is more so than any of the other. Like Bono would be to me, me the most overt, like flirty guy of the band. But Bono is the guy that makes everyone comfortable, right? It's like you yeah. feel like you're talking to your best friend when you talk to him or meet him. I think he just puts people at ease um, yep. because of, he's so charismatic. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bono's the guy with all eyes on him, but. Adam's the one at the end of the bar just smiling into his drink and letting the people come to him. Right. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Um, I love the next one. It's uh, from Vid. She's mysterious. Babe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <he's>, uh, <laughs> and want, no, we are not. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. You read this one. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes, his smile, T-shirts, abs, and butts. <laughs> and no, we're not objectifying him. Uh, uh, no, of course not. Go. We would never. That was great. I, I probably needed to have a little bit more breathiness to that reading, but uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could have. Yeah. I didn't have Work a picture of him in front time. of me to you know emote to. Uh, at Mrs. Mullen Jr. said the Adam Clayton video of him driving around the south of France is especially endearing. I could, I didn't dig up a link to this. Is this something that I I, I don't recall seeing? This is. Is 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 I think it's the one right before the Paris. So oh, before yeah. the terrorist attack, oh. um, yes. they did they they did a. I think it's I think was it before the terrorist or was it when they returned to Paris? I'm not sure which if it was before the first two or before three and four. But anyway, yeah, he did this wonderful you know three or four or five minute video driving around Paris and just you know talking about you know the shows and just it was very yeah it was very cool yeah i remember seeing that now yeah it was i think it was a facebook live thing or something um i think think you're right yeah yeah so i'll try and dig up a link to that but you know facebook.com slash youtube i think and you can probably find it there too but um and at highway underscore girl mentioned said driving with adam he is coolness itself so i don't know if she has an experience actually actually driving or maybe she's referring to the (laughs) Definitely better than driving with Bono from what we hear, but um, maybe we'll have to follow up with Highway Girl on that one. <laughs> Probably not to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
based on his reputation. Yeah. Fun <laughs> and at Jeff Valance mentioned the baseline in New Year's Day, which of course is great baseline. And uh, and uh, Richard Richard Kale call mentioned how about uh, November 26, 1993 in Sydney. Glad they weathered the storm, which is uh, I don't know if anybody wants to cover or touch on that a bit, I guess. But basically the the story goes anyways that he was too drunk uh, in sorts to show up for the recording or the, the concert, sorry. And uh, Stu, uh, what's bass, their uh, mm-hmm. guitar tech and, and bass tech had to fill in for them that night, which is kind of like the one and only time that's kind of happened. Yeah. And re- reportedly since then has been uh, alcohol-free um, and, you know, kind of like turned his life around after that moment and famously documented in the book that Matt and I can never remember the name of when we need to. Um, you two at the end of the world. There you go. Thank you. Yep. That's where it was. <laughs> I wasn't just faking it. I really couldn't remember. <laughs> and, um, you know, they did, they were pretty pissed off and they did an intervention with him after that. And they're like, dude, you know, so I think, uh, thank goodness. Right. Because, yeah. He's such an amazing talent, and I'm glad that he made it through that and that now he's known for drinking his tea <laughs> and mm-hmm. wearing bathrobes and loving art and his beautiful Brazilian wife. It's all good. So, yeah, definitely. anyway. But it is like it is uh, one of those things, like for a rock band, it's not that surprising to have, you know, substance abuse issues and all that kind of stuff around a band. You two, you know, infamously or famously or whatever, hasn't struggled with that to the same degree that other bands do, but, and the, the one time they really did, you know, it kind of was like, it's not this off again, on again kind of thing that happened after that. It seems to be like a, a testament to Adam's, you know, ability to just turn off that. And who knows what all was involved, obviously, you know, in the days and months and years, even after that, not saying he just, you know, it was easy for him by any means, but just the ability he had to, recognize the the severity of what was going on and the fact that he missed out on this show with his you know three mates and and turn his life around after that is yeah really impressive to me so uh, like i was saying earlier i just i love i love that aspect of his personal story and his personal journey that he you know went from there to where he is now i think it's you know it's i, I love that about him yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll end maybe uh well we'll, we'll the uh, at Bjorn Laud uh, mentioned on Twitter. My wife made me wear an ugly rain awesome. poncho. <laughs> great. Made me wear an ugly rain poncho during the 360 tour in Dublin. Adam sees me jump up and down and visibly stifles a laugh. Still married to the wife, but never listening to her again for concert outfits. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> very cool. <laughs> I can totally picture Adam. You can right. You can you can just see Adam looking at this guy jumping up and down in a right. in a funny looking rain poncho and just <laughs> like, I feel like, sorry. What are you doing out there? Right. <laughs> yeah. And finally, uh, at Peace Love You Two uh, mentioned my favorite Adam Clayton memory is this Anton Corbin pick, which is a great sort of uh, close up shot of Adam, which I've never maybe it's cropped. I don't know if that's the original photo or not. I'll assume it is, but um, I'd never seen that look anyways from Adam. Um, it's a cool photo. Becky, do you have that one somewhere on your wall? Or? Uh, no, I need to look at it. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm going because, you know, and if anyone out there has the ab picture, please send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here we go. 
I'm just saying. Just, Here we go. <laughs> we'll be friends for life. I got, who took the pictures? I can't remember, and I'm, I'm sure I didn't save them anywhere. But oh wow, that's a cool picture, actually. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat. Sort of. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So. Thank you, folks, for sending in your comments and uh, and uh, memories. And uh, you know, it's not like he died. We're <laughs> we're celebrating his birthday, not like memories. <laughs> no, it's happy birthday. It's happy birthday, Adam. Yeah, that's right. Happy it's, birthday. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, we will. Uh, any closing thoughts? I guess before we wrap up the episode on the Adam Adam episode, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I, no, I, I thought that was awesome. I'm, I'm glad uh, we we should give we have to give credit to Sherry. I think this was wasn't this her idea? It was, yeah. And then she didn't. We didn't even let her come on. So we'll we'll give her. <laughs> we'll give her. I'm sorry. I, was, I had to. She'll had do to the it. she'll do the Larry tribute episode yes. for yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll put, we'll put Sherry into Sula on that one. <laughs> I think we'll just let them yeah run with that one. Uh, <laughs> And just post, they can post it right to the podcast. No need to edit. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Trust me, there'll be a lot of need to edit that one. <laughs> true, true. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Christopher and Becky and Matt for joining me in this fun uh, discussion of Adam. And uh, happy birthday, Mr. Clayton, if you ever happen to somehow listen to this. Um, What's coming up in the at YouTube world is uh, there's still the worldwide YouTube fan survey that you can uh, fill out. So the link will be in the show notes. But if you go to at YouTube.com, I'm sure it's fairly easy to find. Uh, Matt, any updates on where the fan survey is at last you looked? Uh, I looked a couple nights ago and we were at almost 2,600 replies, which is really fantastic. Still very heavily weighted towards gentlemen replying as opposed to ladies. <laughs> So I and I I'm just mystified by that. So hey, I don't know. I have a bunch of women working on them and filling them out through. I'm on some groups that are about Bono and it's girls, it's women. So I told them you got to go fill it out. We need women. So continue okay. to spread awesome. the word. Right. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So that that yeah, we won't go down that rabbit trail too much. That you just mentioned sort of casually that there's uh, groups on the internet discussing Bono <laughs> which I'm not I'm not that was a Facebook thing yeah. I'm not mocking anything like we're on a podcast discussing you too there's nothing we're not like you know there's right. no we're not yeah, we've you got can't be nerdy talk. here yeah so I'm just I'm just, True. just I don't know who that. would do that right <laughs> um, so uh, well Becky why don't you if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and let them let you know about uh ab pictures or otherwise what uh, what's your twitter <laughs> handle that you know, they can reach you at it's um at b myers and it's uh m y e r s all right and uh, how about you christopher at c j s e n d r i n a l that's c j s endronal awesome and uh, matt how about you at matt mcgee all right easy, easy as it gets <laughs> Well, mine's easier even. iChris is very kind. I love that you're iChris. I think that's the coolest name. Um, and the uh, U2 account, well, U2, is, the band is U2, obviously, but the at U2 account is twitter.com slash ATU2. 
Uh, as I mentioned before, the hashtag you can use on there is ask at you too, and we'll follow that and find it and use this. any comments you have for a future episode. Um, don't, I, we'll have to, I can't remember when birthdays are here. We uh, don't start sending in Larry and Bono and <laughs> Edge stuff quite yet. We'll put out a call when we're ready <laughs> to discuss those. But um, And on Facebook, facebook.com slash atu2com is where you can follow or like us on there as well and maybe have follow-up comments and things you want to throw in there uh, on the uh, Facebook wall, uh, Adam memories and thoughts and, and favorite baselines and things like that that you'd like to add that we maybe forgot about. We would love to hear it and continue this discussion there. Uh, you can find any links and things to all the stuff that we discussed, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Uh, goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash 26 is where you can find this episode. While you're there, you can follow the link to the iTunes store if you don't already do so, and you can subscribe in iTunes and also leave a quick rating or review while you're there, which uh, really helps get the word out about the podcast to maybe other YouTube fans that aren't aware of the fun you can <laughs> discuss. Okay, on a <laughs> parting notes at Europa, thank you very much for the tweet and the video, the gif of Adam. Oh, oh. my god. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh <laughs> Becky's having a moment I think <laughs> right, better, better end the show <laughs> that's hilarious thank you we will uh, I'll go find the link oh, that Becky's talking dude it's awesome <laughs> I'll send it to you um, you just don't family expect show. and on that note <laughs> on that note thank you for listening hope you have a great day bye <laughs>